All right, hello everybody. Welcome to Word Around the NBA. I'm your host, Prince Chooks. Um, today we're going to be talking a little bit about the Denver Nuggets and how they have now eliminated the Phoenix Suns. We're also going to talk about how the Celtics have forced a Game 7 against the Philadelphia 76ers. And tonight are two closeout games. We have the Miami Heat versus the Knicks, and we have the Golden State Warriors versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Will the Lakers and the Heat be able to push themselves into the conference finals? More to come. All right, I want to first start off by talking about the Denver Nuggets. Now, this is a team that, honestly, a lot of, they're they're really a sleeper team in the West, honestly. Like, them being the first seed and everything, I mean, with the best record in the West, honestly, they they were placed really highly. Um, But the thing is, people often felt that they just didn't need to be there or they just don't believe in them. And honestly, I think it also goes in with the fact that the Denver Nuggets games truthfully throughout the regular season weren't really you know broadcasted as you know as much as most people would have wanted to see I know that they were on there but it seemed like the Lakers were the team to truthfully be on the segment a little bit more um so that's something to definitely think about but my thoughts on that are I think the Nuggets are a really great team I mean you got great play you got a, a, a hall of fame player in Nikola Jokic I mean the man literally is a walking triple double at the center position honestly he people most people would say he's the next coming to Will Chamberlain but for him to be able to you know do what he does on the offensive side of the ball is amazing it gets his teammates pumped up you got guys like Jamal Murray who you know suffered an injury you know three two three years ago in the bubble and is now at full swing and is really being able to, you know, has really been able to contribute to the success of the team. You got young guys like Michael Porter Jr., um, who suffered with injuries earlier in his career, but is now kind of getting a flow for his game. Um, and you got guys from Aaron, like Aaron Gordon, who came from the, you know, Orlando Magic, to be able to kind of do his thing. So it's really good to see how this team has emerged, where they are. Um, and I think they have a really, really, really great shot at, you know, being able to to make it to the finals. And this would be the first finals. Um, shoot, I wish I had the stats right now to kind of let you guys know. But, you know, this will be the first finals in a, lo- a long time. I mean, the last time that the conference that these teams was in the conference finals was in the bubble, obviously, when they faced LeBron, you know, and the Lakers. And Lakers obviously beat them in five games, if you guys remember that. I know Lakers fans are, were so happy about that championship. Um, but the last time that to date we can remember the, you know, the Golden St- I mean, the Denver Nuggets, excuse me, you know, being on – you know, the radar for a championship was 2009 with uh, Carmelo Anthony. And I believe Allen Iverson was on the team at the time. I might be mistaken, but I think he was on that team. Uh, I'll find the stats and, you know, figure that out later. Um, You know, you guys can do your own research too, you feel me? But honestly, it's amazing to see the emergence of this team and what they, you know, have been able to build on. You know, taking out a team, a stacked team with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Now, honest to say, I will honestly say, I think Devin Booker has been on the best run this playoffs. I mean, his efficiency, you know, averaging over six, shooting over 60%. True shooting is looking over 60%. You know, I mean, it doesn't get talked about a lot, but I mean, he has really emerged as one of the it factors in this playoffs, you know. And then also you got Jimmy Butler in Miami as well, but we'll we'll talk about him in a little bit, you know. And then Kevin Durant, obviously, in elimination games was averaging 30 has averaged 30 in elimination game, but, you know, him and him and the Suns weren't really able to get the job done, unfortunately. But 
like I said, I don't know. I mean, I really want it to be, you know, up for your interpretation in terms of how far do you think that the Phoenix Suns can go now with Kevin Durant? Obviously, you know, KD was a trade trade deadline, you know, acquisition. So, you know, obviously there might be a little, some setbacks in the sense of, you know, you know, chem, team chemistry and, you know, being able to kind of figure out how, you know, the offense is going to be set around those two in terms of Booker and Kevin Durant and then obviously Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. I mean, honestly, do we see a bigger role from DeAndre Ayton? Do, does he become more, you know, acclimated within the offense? Does he have to be someone that kind of steps out of steps into a bigger role? I mean, he got paid a pretty hefty contract um, last season. So it's really just about seeing, you know, what else he can contribute to towards the success of this franchise if they plan on moving any further than you know, the semis. So, I mean, like I said, the Denver Nuggets, very slept on team. I mean, but I'm really happy to see them, you know, back in the conference finals, you know, and they're either going to go against the Los Angeles Lakers or the Warriors. And honestly, I'm I'm a Celtics fan, but I'm really hoping to see um, the Lakers be able to, you know, get into the conference finals again and have that rematch in the bubble, the bubble rematch. I think it'd be really, really intriguing to see, you know, how, the Lakers now, you know, with the acquisitions that they've made during the trade deadline, you know, compete against a really stacked and a really powerful, honestly, homegrown talent, but a really powerful Denver Nuggets team. So interested to see that as well. And now can we move on to talk about Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat? Now, Jimmy Butler is just one of those players that you don't really see him in the I mean, his stats are, you know, they're great, you know, during the regular season, but during the all during the playoffs is when this guy just completely transforms into this generation like this generational Hall of Fame type of player where he can just put up thirty on every given night in the playoffs and just completely do his thing and just kind of take over the game and like truthfully like for them to be in a seven seated team they lost in the playing game against the Atlanta Hawks and then for them to win against the top seated Milwaukee Bucks team I don't think that gets talked about enough. I mean, Giannis and his team are amazing. They've been amazing all year. They uh, Celtics were initially the top seed, but then the Milwaukee Bucks came and stormed in and took that number one seed and finished off the season that way, which was really good for them and that team. But for what Miami did makes absolutely no sense. I mean, for them to come and really take over that series, just I think it really sh- it shocked a lot of fans. But I think the biggest thing is it really shocked a lot of the personnel and the players over at Milwaukee. You know, over in Milwaukee. I mean, for for them to really think that their season was done in five games, I mean, it, there wasn't even a seven-game series or a six-game series where at least you could say that this was something competitive. But honestly, it took a lot of time. It took a lot of, you know, strength. It took a lot of, you know, there were a lot of, you know, expectations in terms of how was the Miami Heat going to be able to stack up against, you know, the top-seeded team um, in the Eastern Conference. I mean, you go back to 2020, the Heat beat the Milwaukee Bucks um, in five games, and then two seasons, and then the season right after. Excuse me, they faced them um, in the first round. Uh, was it the? Yeah, it was the first round, and then Milwaukee completely swept the Miami Heat. So those two series have really been back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So honestly, it was really interesting to see how that ended up panning out. But now, um, with the Miami Heat having a three to two record over the New York Knicks now in the Eastern Conference uh, semifinals and going back home to see if they can complete the series is very, you know, it's a lot of pressure on the Miami Heat, but 
for them to have their town, um, their city behind them is very important in this win. And I'm hoping that they'll be able to get the job done and move on to the conference finals. And then we'll also talk about Jason Tatum. Now, I'm a Celtics fan, man, and I know for all my Celtics fans out there, you know, they, it's the string of inconsistencies with Tatum has really been, you know, has been really frustrating. I mean, for him to be, you know, to not score in the last three games, hasn't scored in the first quarter is just like, what is going on? You know, but I mean, I'm really happy to see that he was able to really turn his game up um, last night against the Philadelphia 76ers in game, um, game six. He was able to score 16 in the fourth quarter, which was more than any of the Sixers than the Sixers in general scored in that fourth quarter. So that was really huge to see how he was able to take, you know, he had a really sloppy beginning and he was able to really turn it around. You know, props to Marcus Smart, you know. When people say he's the heart and soul of that team, he really is the heart and soul of that team. That man puts his body, his his body on the line. That man puts his mind into everything. He is a hustle, grit player, and I'm hoping that they can retire his jersey. And you know, whenever he gets a chance to retire, they 36 has to go into the rafters because honestly, what he was able to do yesterday just goes to show you how strength, how the strength and resilience of this team is important, and it's impeccable to see how beautiful, how beautiful everything plays out when everybody's on the same page. I mean. Their logo right now is unfinished business. They've been playing, you know, they were able to make the finals last year, you know, despite having a really bad record to start the season off, but were able to really round it up and bring it back home, you know, to the final for the first time in 12 years at the time. And it's really great to see how, you know, well they've been able to play with each other, you know, acquisitions like Malcolm Brogdon. And then you have the emergence of Derek White, you know, Derek White's second team all defense. You have Malcolm Brogdon, the sixth man of the year. Marcus Smart, Hustle Award uh, winner of the, you know, Hustle Award winner, last year's Defensive Player of the Year award. you got Jason Tatum and Brown both making All-NBA, you know, Tatum sec uh, first team, and you got Brown making second team and both All-Stars. Like I said, the talent on that team is amazing. Um, and for them to, you know, to have such a sloppy game yesterday and still be able to pull off the win just goes to show you the grit and determination this team has. And I'm not 100%. Um, I'm 100% on the fact that they're probably going to end up taking Game 7 at home in at Boston Crowd because if any of you have been in that garden, that garden is electric. Like, that place is one of the best places to watch a game. And, I, I mean, honestly, even watching the Sacramento Kings this season and how loud their arena gets, I really don't think they have anything on the Boston Celtics, man. The Boston Celtics are just – it's just a beautiful – TD Garden is a very beautiful place to play in, and it's just been an electric atmosphere. So, like I said – it's really going to be a tough game seven. It's going to be a who wants it more. I mean, Embiid has not made the conference finals in his career. He has been knocked out like three times in the semis, one against the Celtics. He's been knocked out in 2019. Again, um, the Raptors knocked him out. I believe last year the Miami Heat knocked him out in the second round. So it seems like they can't get past that second round, you know. So it's an opportunity to see whose legacy really lies on the line. Tatum and the, Tatum and the Celtics being able to, you know, get back into – get back to the conference finals and hopefully play for a chance to get back to the finals or does Embiid take this Embiid and the Sixers take the game and you know eventually get their team for the first time in 20 something years you know back to the conference finals for a chance to fight for you know the conference title and also at the same time for a championship so it's going to be really interesting to see how that flies and how that goes and you know we're just hoping to see a really I'm really hoping to see a, a great game on Sunday so Definitely looking forward to that. Um, I also want to talk about 
the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, it's really a lot of I honestly will say that this has been one of the more interesting series to watch. I mean, the Los Angeles Lakers started two and ten. Um, very similarly to how the Celtics started last year, very sloppy beginning. Um, and then really kind of turned it around after the trade deadline. You know, we lost a lot of players, but also gained back players that, you know, kind of helped restructure the format of the team. You know, defensively, they're much more tapped in defensively. You have better players, better shooters, better opportunities to get the ball spread. And I really like the op- I really like the way I really like how the offense is kind of centered around Anthony Davis and him being dominant. Because that right there is he's the future of that Lakers team. Him, you got him, you got um, we got this guy. Uh, what's his name? I always forget his name. People cover uh, often. Austin Reeves. There we go. Austin Reeves being such a young dude and being have and having the opportunity to really kind of shine, you know, you know, early in his career, which is really beautiful to see. But after LeBron retires, you know, those are the guys that are really going to have to uplift this franchise. So it's really interesting to see how well they've worked together. And now tonight is really just an opportunity to see if they'll be able to close out the game and move on to the conference finals for the first time in three years. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be a really interesting playoffs. I said the first round was interesting. Second round has been really gritty um, now. So, I mean, you know, we're looking forward to the conference finals and then from there to finals. And we'll see who really, out of all these teams, out of all these franchises, who really wants it more. I mean, it's been really, really crazy to see how, you know, everything is turned around. The Golden State Warriors, obviously former cha- defending champions. You know, they're trying to stay alive and force a game seven as well. I mean, the Warriors, again, have been a really, you know, great team, you know, great franchise with Steph Curry leading the way. You got Klay Thompson, you got Draymond Green, and then you got guys like Wiggins and, and Jordan Poole and Kevon Looney who really help kind of, you know, put that team and mend that team really well. So it's going to be really interesting to see how everything plays out and if they're really able to force a game seven on the road at that. So they're going to try to pull a, 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 a they're going to try to find a way to tie the series up. So come back and coming back from three one. If you guys remember that back way back when when the Cavaliers basically upset the Warriors in a three one stretch. The question really will be now if the if the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, they forced a game seven. Will they win Game Seven? Because it's going back to it's going back to Golden State. It's going back to Chase Arena in Sacramento. I mean, excuse me, going back to Chase Arena in San Francisco. So that's something to really think about and how far you know. So always think about. I'm always thinking about these things and how this can go. Um, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how they're able to play out everything. So definitely looking forward to that. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in today and you know allowing me to talk a little bit about you know what's been going on in the NBA. Um, my name is Prince Chooks, um, and if you want to hear any more podcasts, I will be dropping episodes weekly, so stay tapped in. You guys have a wonderful rest of your day.